The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? Happy Friday, everyone. It is Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman, and it is Friday, October 27th. The Cowboys will take on the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday at noon at AT AT&T Stadium. And it has been a long week, long two weeks to get from game to game. These two uh, back-to-back games against Los Angeles teams certainly has taken a long time to get there. But it's good for the Cowboys, good break for them, mostly healthy, I would say, I was going to say fully healthy. Uh, That's what they were on Wednesday when everybody on the team practiced. But, of course, yesterday and Thursday's practice, uh, Tyron Smith popped up with a neck injury. He's limited. We'll see what his status is moving forward. Um, As... um, as Patrick Walker said, you know, he had it was fun while it lasted. Uh, I think he tweeted out about the team being completely healthy, and you know, of course, with with Tyron, you know, his injuries uh, history, uh, they're always going to be very cautious with with him. So hopefully for him, it's a situation that that is just something minor that that kept him out a little bit. Now, uh, what I've been told, if you miss um, a couple of plays maybe even one play because of an injury uh you're you're supposed to be you know limited uh because you you didn't you, didn't, you weren't a full participant so it could be anything you know that, that that keeps a guy out and puts him on the injury report all right uh cowboys uh and rams is the big topic of course a lot of people have been talking all week about the trade deadline next tuesday will the cowboys make a move there jerry jones talked on the field yesterday during practice which is uh you know, abnormal. I mean, he doesn't normally do that, but uh, and sometimes when that does happen, it kind of causes people to think: Is he? Does he have something to say? Is he trying to to push a narrative? And maybe so. But if if, if he continues to say that the same things of, you know, we're not looking for trades. If somebody has an offer, they they come to us. Fine. Uh, we're not. You know aggressively looking for trades, which is something he's got to say. Um, you know, whether that's true or not, he's going to say that. You don't want to cause more problems in your own locker room here by saying, yeah, we, we're looking for deals. We, we, we want to make trades. So, you know, there's there's something to be said here. Are the Cowboys trying to get better? Yes, always. And so if something comes up, they'll be looking to, to do that. All right, 888-855-2297. That is the number to call. You can text at 817-290-3298. Let's go right to the callers. Let's see how many we can get today. Alfonso in Miami, you're first. What's up? What's up, man? Oh, how y'all doing, man? We're doing good. How about you? This is Miami, right? I'm doing well, man. But like you were just saying, man, I basically want to just give my input basically on this trade deadline thing that I hear a lot of people talking about in Players that I I hear a lot of people saying that we should we should make a trade for. I'm not really all the way with the players that they saying and the things that we should do. I have a lot of faith in the players that we do have on this team. I hear a lot of people saying go out there and get Derrick Henry. I'm not really with that because I feel like that's a slap in the face toward towards um Tony Pollard as our leading back. This is first year as a leading back. I know he haven't given us a hundred yard game yet, but. I have a lot of faith in him, man. I'm looking forward to seeing some, um, some great games going forward with All right. Tony Pollard, All right. including this week versus the Rams. Alfonso, I think I think the the point is, 
if if and I'm not talking about specific one player, I'm saying more help for Pollard that if he had another back that can take some of the load, he could be the guy that we've seen in the in the last couple of years that maybe more, you know, less is more with Tony so you, Pollard. So you say you prefer him as a number 2. He played better as a number 2 then. I, I I like calling it a 1A 1B, you know, and okay. you know and, and mainly because Pollard did get a lot of carries. I, okay. I it doesn't have to be a, a, a Pro Bowl type guy. I just think, you know, and, and maybe Rico Dowdle is the guy. Yeah, whatever it what is. Was, Go ahead. Right, that's Go ahead. what I was going to get into with Rico. Like, I just want to say because I know you got other callers, but I wanted to say this. Like, I got faith in Rico. I feel like we we got what it takes to really. We haven't even really used Hunter Lipke like that. I right. feel like he's he's a good player that we can also put him on add him in the mix. Okay. And before you go to the next call, I want to say about the receivers. I hear a lot of people saying go get Devontae Adams. I don't think Cowboys Nation, I don't think it's time to really give up on Michael Gallup at this time. I think he's going to get, you know, I think he got a lot more left in the tank. I think he's going to get yep. better as the season progress, man. That's just my opinion. And it's mine as well. I've said it a few times. I think Michael Gallup is a is a, a three number three receiver, um, you know, and I don't think they need to give up on, on him. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not ready to. I'm ready. I'm not ready to really push the button on Gallup like that yet. I, I think he still got a left, a lot left in the tank. I'm not really ready yet. All right, all right, Alfonso. Good call. Good, good way to start us off here on a Friday. Um, you know, he, he's saying the running backs are are, are within. Um, you know, I have to. I shouldn't know this. I, I I know the Cowboys are traded a fourth round pick for next year for Trey Lance. I want to say a fifth for um for Gilmore. Uh, as well, um, I think Cooks, Cooks or Gilmore, one of them was for uh, 2024. Uh, I'm sorry, 2025, I believe. So um, they haven't traded a lot of their day three picks, but but they're, they're traded some already. So um, you know they don't want to get too far into making making trades and getting and getting rid of picks for next year. But you know, again, if it's a situation that makes sense, then they'll do that. All right, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. Uh, let's let's try to jump on the on the calls today. Um, I got I've got another one, Aaron in, in Youngstown, Ohio. But the lines are open, so let's go, Aaron. And Aaron, you're up though. Hey Nick, good morning. How's it going today? Good morning. How are you? Not too bad, and you? Good, great, good. So just kind of wanted to touch a little bit back on the uh, trades and everything, and kind of parting with picks. And the one the one thing you look at is everyone wants. I know you can't really get into the names, but obviously the one of the popular names is the corner from Denver. Everybody kind of wants them to go get him, but you're, you're going to be looking at probably two ones minimum to even get the conversation started with that. And I mean, if you're not going to be trading two ones and then not pay the guy. So you're going to have to pay that guy. If you part with two first round picks to even acquire him. And what most fans seem to forget is this team drafts very well, and the reason that they don't make huge splashes for guys that they're going to have to pay is because since 2010, they've drafted 13 guys that have either been a first or second team All-Pro, and they've drafted 17 Pro Bowlers. So, I mean, they're they're drafting well, and they're right. having to pay premium to keep their guys. So, I mean, I know you said it before that whenever they go in, and, and uh, a lot of fans think that they're not paying for the top free agent. Well, a lot of times they are paying for the top guy in the market because it's their own guy. Yeah, if you're going to trade and part with your premium picks for guys on rookie deals, you got to expect that they're going to have to pay them. And if you want to get somebody that you're going to have to pay top of the market value for on top of having to get Parsons done, get CD done, 
uh, get Dak redone again on top of already paying Diggs and Steele at the top of the market at their position. I mean, you can't have the top three guy at every position on your roster paid-wise. That's just not how it works. you got to have your draft picks. So I, I understand that everybody wants to go out and get that big fish and wants Jerry to swing for the fences. But, I mean, yeah, it could work for this year. But if you don't re-sign him and give him a new deal, you just parted with multiple first-round right. picks for that's one why. year, and then you put yourself deeper in the hole than you right. already would have. So that's kind of how I've always viewed that. And then – Wanted to go a little Cowboys trivia for you, since, right. since I know you are the uh, stats and player aficionado of, <laughs> of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. There's been six guys in the, in the team's history offensively that have scored touchdowns of 90-plus yards. It's uh, Bob Hayes, Tony Dorsett, DeMarco Murray, uh, Amari, Amari Cooper, I got the last and Alvin one. Harper. Uh-huh. And Alvin Harper. Do you remember who the sixth guy is? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. 90 yards. Against the Giants, 1999, Jason yeah. Tucker. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah I remember <laughs> I, re- I remember that game, and I also remember the week before. He had like 250 yards of all-purpose. He was a punt re- kick returner and uh, against the Saints. He, he had like an unbelievable game. Um, and then he goes the next week and goes 90 yards. Um, that's a good stat. Alvin Harper, I remember Alvin Harper... Um, as soon as you said it, I was just thinking Jason Tucker, so I didn't even hear all the other ones that you said. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah, that kind of goes with the question I'd asked you earlier in the week about guys you thought were going to be great. I and I really thought Jason Tucker yeah. would be something, and that it just never happened. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, th- yeah th- thanks for taking my call. All right. Have a good one. Appreciate it. Jason Tucker. You know, I, <laughs> I still remember guys at, at training camp. We're always – harass him at, at camp like just 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 one fan just the entire practice or two would just yell catch the ball tucker just kept yelling it all over and over but um he caught it that one 90 yards um good question though uh also about about just kind of unrealistic you know f- to just trade all the time because you need your picks you know, Aaron, that's Aaron in, in uh, Ohio I don't know if he's hanging out with Dylan in Northport Florida but the text line question, very similar. Uh, people need to understand our salary cap numbers are about to get hit pretty hard between Dak's contract, paying CD, paying Micah and others, trading picks, a.k.a. young, cheap talent for a vet that you have to pay big money makes no sense for the team. That is somebody that understands the situation. And I'm, and I'm sorry, it, it's not fun to do that. And we had a call just yesterday. Like the the cap isn't real. It's very real. It's very real. And and, and that this is what happens. And this is why you have to draft well. You have to draft well because if you do, if you can get a a talent in the first, second, third round, guys that can help your team for a while, that is cheap, cheap talent that you need to to splice in for the other guys that are not. So when you when you trade cheap talent which is a second round pick or a third round pick when you trade it for a guy that you have to pay big money to that 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 goes against the cap that your 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 second round pick your third round pick now is making what 10 million a year that doesn't work like that it, it can't work often every now and again you know that it, it you can you can figure out how to do that but but it gets risky if you if you do it a lot so all right um Chris Beam just sent me a, a message here in draft picks in 2024. First, second, third, seven, seven. 
That's right. No fourth, fifth, or sixth. Uh, man, got to get some comp picks. Got to hope that you get some compensatory picks to to come in here. And you know, we talk a lot about the trade deadline, about players coming in. We haven't really talked about scenarios of players going out. What if the Cowboys are a team that's looking for picks? You know, I mean, what if the Cowboys have players on this roster that are that are hard, either having a hard time getting onto the field? Um, they were draft picks at some point, you know, high draft picks as well. You know, we're just looking at it as a one-way street, like like people coming in. But the the more likely scenario is that the Cowboys might make a trade and add picks and and get rid of players um, for for some picks. So let's let's remember it's always a, a two-way street. All right. Tim and Grapevine, you're next. Nick, what's hey, up? It's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, Hope man. You're doing well. Hey, I, you know, I, I was uh, analyzing the Cowboys' offense. I'm looking at the yard per carry by the running backs. It's not good. Yeah. Pollard is too good to be averaging less than four yards per carry. Yeah, I mean, he's too young, too explosive. The scheme's a little vanilla. I'm not trying to dog on McCarthy, but he he had they have to have had come up with something to get that going. If not, let's say the running game struggles, you know, this week. What I was wondering is how willing would McCarthy be um, to running more empty formation plays? And I actually went back and I did a deep dive on the Patriots. So when the Patriots had Tom Brady, they ran out of empty more than twice the league average, which is incredible. Like 35 times a game, they were what, going out of empty. What year course, was this? Uh, specifically 2015, 2009 comes to mind, but 2015, Brady was over 70% out of empty formation, completion percentage. And they used Deion Lewis yeah. so much out of the backfield when they did motion him in. I mean, they had Edelman, Amendola, Deion Lewis, Gronkowski. It's tight ends. Yeah. 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 When you have a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah. It's a big difference. I mean, like the way the the Patriots would like to play inside out, and they could do it because they had – Sometimes they had two great tight ends, but they always had a Hall of Fame tight end. And then they had the whether it was a Wes Welker or an Edelman or you know Amendola, they had those guys that they would play in two out. So it's hard to compare. I, I get what you're saying, and, and maybe this is the personnel that fits better here. But I I think you know for the RPOs and the and the fact that you know Dak needs to 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 be able to have some play action. It's hard to do that with empty set. I mean, it's impossible to do it, you know, play action with empty set. So um, I don't see them going to that extreme. But but I hear what you're saying is play to the strength of what, you, what you've got here. Um, you can't get worse. I'll hang yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Um, you know, I love calls like that because a lot of times, and I say this before, I don't mean to repeat myself, but I, I like the fact that, you know, when people call about to talk about the, you know, the problems they see on this team, what, what, you know, this needs to be better. We need to do this. Um, and, and not always having a solution, you know, what, fine. Yeah. Everybody can see that's an issue. What do you want to do about it? Um, so I like that. Well, I like people call and, and have ideas, you know, what if we did this? What if we tried this? I mean, that that's, you know, we're we're in a problem solving business, you know, and so it's it's fun to to be able to hear, you know, different scenarios like that, um, you know, and maybe there is something to be said for that of, of the Cowboys maybe leaning on the the passing game uh, a little bit more. All right, let's go, uh, Rob in Vegas. 
Rob is next. What's up, man? Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm good. So I think uh, after watching last night, the best move the Cowboys can make is go get Mike Evans. I mean, he fits their needs. He's a big body receiver. Last year of his deal, I think he's got a little less than $7 million left. Uh, and I think it's the biggest impact you make for the Cowboys. Our defense is solid enough. I, I, let's face it, our issues are on offense. And CeeDee Lamb needs somebody on the other side. And Gallup ain't cutting it. And, I, you know, like you say, the, his money's already accounted for. Mm-hmm. So you go get Mike Evans. And I, th- I just think it makes the biggest impact, kind of like when they brought Amari Cooper in. And, uh, and let's face it. Dak's a good quarterback, but Dak needs help. He's not, you know, a, a top echelon quarterback who makes wide receivers better. He needs help. And if, you, if you're thinking about resigning this guy to another three, four years at, you know, 50 mil, then bring in, bring in as many guys as you can. And this guy brings in immediate impact. I watched him last night. The guy could still run. You know, he, fit, he just checks all the boxes. I don't think it's going to cost a lot to get him because he is on his last year. Yeah. Uh, so I just think – I don't think we need Derrick Henry. First of all, I don't think Derrick Henry is the old Derrick Henry. And I don't think our issue is Tony Pollard. I think the problem is when you play the offense they've been playing where you throw short passes, the defense is tight. Now, if they maybe pass more and uh, open it up a little more, I think the holes will open up more for Tony. But – I think the Mike Evans, I think that just, out of anybody out there, I think that just makes the most of not Devontae Adams. Yeah, we would all love Devontae Adams. That, that right. money, that price is ridiculous. Uh, you got CeeDee Lamb, we have to sign him. I think Mike Evans is, is that guy right now. Even if he wants a new deal next year, of course, he's not going to be looking for $30 million, $25 million. He, he he's got to be realistic, yeah. and I just think, and I think he's from Texas. I'm yeah, not, I mean, I know I he went think. to, I know he went to A and M. I don't know where he's from, but um, all right, Rob, thanks for thanks for the call. You know, again, and we I talked about it yesterday. You know, uh, I I'm not going to sit here and talk about you know other players and 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 from other teams and and try to speculate on on what that would be. I, I can talk about positions though, and 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 fit and needs, and you know, man, it just seems. Wide receiver to me, I just have a hard time um, put. I just have a hard time grasping that idea of of getting a wide receiver in here. Um, is this not enough? Like 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 <laughs> CD Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert. Like if it's, I just don't see another receiver coming in here and and fixing the problem. I just think it creates other issues that you have. I mean, these guys have to get it done. Michael Gallup is a number three receiver. I mean, is is Cooks the problem? Is that not a good number two? I I don't know. I just I just feel like adding a receiver and and trading to go get another guy when you have CD seven targets, seven catches. Okay, make it twelve. Make it twelve targets. Figure. I mean, just keep giving him the, the football, um, and 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 going going that route with it. I just, I don't know, man. I have a hard time with with that one. And I get, and I get that that we're looking at other teams in the league and seeing Devonte Smith as the number two. 
with AJ Brown and 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 the 49ers have, you know, a lot of a lot of talent there at receiver and, and the Dolphins as well. You know, I mean, you, you've got first round picks that are, you know, and, and elite players more than one. I, I get that. I just, I think if you're going to make a move, I, I just wouldn't, it wouldn't be at receiver. I think you could help the receivers by helping other areas. Um, I just have a hard time throwing that one in there. All right. Um, Brian in Kansas City, you're next. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty good, brother. Hey, so, you know, I was thinking, uh, you know, a lot of times we ask you to tell stories. So I was wondering if, if I keep it short, if I can tell a quick story about the Cowboys and me. Okay. Uh, I got to meet the greatest Cowboy one, one uh, oh, I think it was January. We were going to visit my grandparents for Christmas, and we were on our way home. We're sitting in the Tampa International Airport. My dad looks over and he says, Tom Landry and his wife are sitting at that table right there. <laughs> and uh, I was 10 or 11 years old, and he sent me over with a newspaper and got Tom Landry's autograph. Nice. Yeah. I bet, just, he, I bet he was super I'll never nice. forget, for yeah. sure. No, that's, uh, I don't think I've ever met him. I don't think I ever, I, as a kid, I never got to, to meet him. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, that was, that's, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like meeting God. I would imagine, you know, when you're a yeah. Cowboy fan. I mean, at, at ten years old, yeah. it sure was. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll say this: for me, I was probably what five or six years old when the TV show Dallas came out. You know, or, or it was out like in the early '80s or whatever. And like, I my my mom watched that show, and of course, I never did. But I loved the intro just because it showed Texas Stadium for like a half second. It just showed Texas Stadium. I thought that was the coolest thing. Now, I, then, you know, after that, I didn't care. I don't care who shot JR. I don't care about that. But I just wanted to watch that because of, of, of that. You know what I mean? It's just weird how, how the Cowboys can just be so big. And so when you see a guy like Tom Landry, yeah, you, you remember it forever. So uh, is that it? Is that, is that it from Brian? He just called for that? Nope. Not, not here anymore? All right. Uh, well, Brian, appreciate the call, and, and you're always um, you're always one of the, the the top callers. Always got good stuff, so appreciate that. Let's go to um, let's go to France. How about that? Uh, for once, uh, F- I'm on Philip because from I France. Got my, my day off, you know. Go for <laughs> it, man. What's up? Uh, good. Uh, I want to say, I just want to say almost everybody say uh, the Eagles made a big mood. Uh, uh, a big move by trading uh, for the safety. Mm-hmm. I feel those trades this time of year, uh, of year is more uh, name-chasing stuff than uh, anything else. Uh, that's why I don't understand the, criti- the criticism of uh, some fans, like we don't make moves, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we don't have to make a move at the trade deadline for the sake of making a big splash. Um, I mean... Uh, I feel we need a big back. Yeah. But take a look at the roster. To me, TP is more a finesse back than a bruiser. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it can do it, but it's taking its toll late in games. Behind TP, we have R- uh, Rico Dado, who's running behind his pads. Need to see more of him. And uh, uh, for the fans who didn't watch some uh, uh, NDSU uh, football, we have a bigger back than the two above. And Talib Key 
is linebacker size. He's 6'1", 230. He can run. He runs hard with uh, uh, deceptive uh, speed. He is hard to tackle. He can catch out of of the backfield. I feel he's a a perfect fit to be the primary back in short yardage and goal lighting situations. But because of his versatility and his own power can make him successful in those uh, situations, even if the blocks are not perfect. Thanks for uh, okay. uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, last thing, uh, Cowboys will be five and two by Sunday mid afternoon. Okay, right. and as uh, Nate said, uh, but just by one point. <laughs> um, have a great day. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great weekend. Take care and be safe. Go Cowboys. All right. Thank you. That's Philippe in France. Um, Good call. I'm sorry. I couldn't get over the just blah, 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 blah. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, Hunter Hunter Lipke, I'm not ready to just, like, give him the ball and just say, you know, go be Mike Allstott. I mean, I I don't – but if he does turn into that, then I hope, I hope somebody in the media, I hope somebody does does the highlight can do the Chris Berman just every time that Lipke gets the ball, just <laughs> like that. That's what I want. I want him to be that type of back. Um, he's not really there just yet, but you know, give give Hunter Lipke an off season, you know, off season program here with the Cowboys. Come back the second year. Let's see what what he looks like. Um, the thing with him though. The team needs to figure out what are they going to do with him. You want him to be a fullback? You want him to be a runner? You know, are you are, we, are you going to beef him up? Are you going to make him a H back? You know, does he need to run routes? I mean, what what does he need to do? That's one thing I think teams need to figure out with their players is what role do you want for them? Position flex is great, but it also can hurt a player if you're trying to change his position to the point where. He doesn't know exactly how to make his body. You know, Kyle Wilbur, he that's a perfect example. And Tyrone Crawford, too. These guys played, line, you know, different positions. You know, was, was Wilbur a linebacker? Was he at end? And the problem is, is in the offseason, he's like, I'm going to bulk up and, and, and gain 30 pounds. And then, cool. And then, then we had two injuries at linebacker. Now now you're at linebacker. Well, why, why is the guy slow? Well, he's slow because he's trying to play defensive end. Same with Crawford. Crawford played defensive tackle, and then they moved him to end. And now it's like, well, he doesn't get any sacks. Well, no, because he's a defensive tackle. So then he loses all this weight, and he plays defensive end. And guess what? Ah, we need you to play tackle. Now you're getting pushed off the ball. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's rare to just be able to just go here and here, back and forth, back and forth at the same you know body weight, all that. I say that about Lipke. I think he's going to be good as, the, as they move on here. Um Moving forward. All right, let's go. Um, let's go. One more call before we go to break here. Ali in Azuma, Bahamas. Ali, you traveling? Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, buddy. I appreciate you and Chris what you're doing. Thirty years waiting for championship. You are our peace and quiet and joy. We can air it out at least a little bit. <laughs> um, a couple of things. I love the book. And uh, thank you. I think, uh, my observation. I don't, I'm not a coach, but been big fan of Cowboys for since '76. I think we had too many changes this year. We had a new offensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy is getting his feet wet. 
We got the offensive line coach. And I think it takes the time the team gel in. But I do agree with you. We don't need the receiver. I think we could. You had a caller last week who says we lose Zeke. And um, then the caller is not, doesn't have his buddy. So I think if we can pick up somebody cheap, I couldn't believe we don't have a fourth and fifth and sixth. That's terrible. And I know Jerry's not going to like on the fourth day, don't have any picks. They'll, they'll get some compensatory picks. For the yeah, free agents. So, They'll get so some. I, I've got a trivia for you. All right. I know you are God of information. Oh, and man. I don't mean to disrespect, but not be smart. But I thought if you could uh, answer this, Cowboys drafted football offensive player, and Al Davis loved it. And they traded in 10 minutes later. And they picked up another offensive player, I believe, on the third round. Do you know who that is? Cowboys drafted a player and traded him to the Raiders 10 minutes later? Right. Um, is it Steve Wisniewski? Yes! Awesome! Yes! yes. yes. Perfect. 1989. Yeah, and I believe they got Stepnoski. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's why yeah, I was so, getting D's in in in, in high school and, and C's because I didn't care about school. I but I, I was thirteen years old. I cared about the draft. Cared about the Cowboys. That's what I cared yeah, about. I, I didn't I care about school. That. But yeah, thank you, thank you for yeah. Steve Wisniewski, yeah, drafted yeah. but never never played for the Cowboys. But was certainly um, it was a great player. But the Cowboys yeah. ended up with with uh, Stepnowski, so that worked out right. good too. All right. I, I heard he didn't even know he was celebrating. His mother had to call him on the way to Dallas. Tell him you just been traded, and he couldn't even. <laughs> awesome! All thank right, you, Ali. Thank you, I appreciate thank you. it. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank you for the call, Ali. And Bahamas. We went from France to the Bahamas. How about that? To break. That's where we're gonna go. We're gonna go take a break here on Cowboy Storyline. We'll be right back. We've got more calls and text coming right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper... 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, back here in the second half of Cowboys Storyline. I say second half, it's kind of like midway through the third quarter. We kind of went, went long there, but it's okay. We got a few more minutes to go. Got some callers on the line. We'll get some text messages as well. Uh, we'll make a pick. Cowboys and, and Rams um, coming up here on Sunday. All right, let's go back to the line. Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, you're up. Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Thank you. You all right? Um, uh, yeah. Let's go. Friday. <laughs> Perk up. <laughs> uh, Nick, so with a trade deadline coming up, right, uh-huh. um, where do you see your biggest weakness? On the team? Just like... Uh, right now, like, what, what will you trade for? Don't do that. Oh, don't don't ask the, me that because then I then what happens? This I say that and then I I'm strolling around the locker room a couple days. And like, oh, really? This is the biggest weakness, huh? <laughs> now, um, I I I would say, I mean, the the thing is, is you can get guys for like right now, but also like if I'm making a trade, I'm trying to get somebody like down the road, so. When I look at, I still look at running back because Tony Pollard's on the last year of his deal, so you don't have really any free any running backs under contract. And then, and then at corner, like because Gilmore, you know he's he's older as well, and I, you could you could you're going to need to address that position. I could see corner and running back as the two positions where I would be okay making a move because I think it's going to help me now. It's going to help me next year as well. What about you? What, okay. What's your position? Okay, so so what will you be willing to give up for a cornerback, a star cornerback, let's say? A star cornerback? Yes. Well, Another shutdown corner next to Diggs for next, for this year and for next year. And I, for a few I, years to go because he's on the contract for like two or three I'd give more a one. years. I'd give a one for that. I, I, for for I'm not I'm not naming names. If you're naming names, go ahead. I can't name names. If it's a star cornerback that that demands a lot of money, that can shut down, I'll take a I'll take a I'll, I'll give a one. I actually called uh, uh, one of the shows the other day. I think it was Hanging with the Boys, and I and I mentioned um, the cornerback from the Broncos. Now I, I will give up a one for him this year. And uh, to next year or whatever it is, whatever it takes, because I believe if you have another guy like him, we lost Trayvon Diggs, and that's where the defense kind of you know changed a little yep. bit. But this guy, this guy can hit. This guy can do everything, and it's a hitter. Because I seen him play, this guy could tackle. So if you have him, I think that'll also fit the the, the run defense. Because now you could have more eyes on the run defense. Now you can bring right. down that safety. Now you could play how um, our defensive coach wants to play, Dan Quinn. I, I, I would trade for him. And if, if you can't get him, I will go. I know we just drafted uh, Mossy Smith, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, nose tackle. Right. Man, I will go out and try to trade for the best one out there and give a second-round pick for a uh, call Tampa Bay and be like, hey, Vita Vea, what do you think? <laughs> 
All right. I would have him with Hankins in the middle, and that'll shut down the the, the run and help out your your pass coverage. Sounds good. No, I'm, and, and like I said, you you can say that. I, I'm not gonna mention names, but but I'll, I'll say this though. Uh, thanks for the call, um, Ronnie. I, I the only position that I would probably trade a first round pick for would I think would be cornerback. Cornerback. Uh, let's make sure and say that correctly. Cornerback would be the one that I would probably uh, look to do that here. Got tours walking in here. A lot of good looking kids over here uh, walking through here. Um, all right, let's go to the line here. We got Joe in Stanford. Joe. Hey, Nick, it's been, been a yeah. little bit. I've been worried busy. Me. I, worried I, me a little I, bit. Make sure you're okay, man. You're the first <laughs> caller there. I, I think it's been first call of the week. Had to check on you. Yeah. Yeah, I have a few things going on, That's man. That's all right, but, man. Uh, Life happens. Uh, if, yes. What's up, man? Well, I, I've been listening to you all week, of course, still. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the trade deadline and who we want to pick up and all that good stuff. Um, frankly, and I'm just going to have to disagree with you slightly, too, and a bunch of people, I don't care what running back we pick up. It doesn't matter. Okay. Until the offensive line starts playing like it should, which I think it's going to, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. I think we have plenty of running back talent. I think maybe Dowdle does need more touches um, to bounce that out with Pollard. Uh, but until our line starts playing better, I don't care if we get Derrick Henry. I don't care who we get. It doesn't matter. You have to block people in order to have a good running game. I think that uh, we're going to have a better blocking schemes. I think there's such a combination of things. The fact that we got a new offensive line coach, that, that the system is slightly different, that we've had players injured. There's so many things that have kept us from gelling and coming together. And I do think the caliber of the guys and the fact that I know they're going to work to get better and to, to figure it out, it's going to help us through this uh, this time of not being able to, to block. I think it's going to get better. Um, uh, I, I, I think cornerback, if you were going to pick somebody up, frankly, to me, I don't think – I like Gilmore. I think he's a smart dude. I think against specific types of receivers, he's still upper echelon. But against speed – I don't. I don't like him. I think he's. Uh, I've watched him run three yards behind too many receivers this year. Um, anyway, that's all I got yeah. for you today, brother. Well, all right. Thanks for the call, Joe. And you know, I, I kind of I disagree a little bit with you back on the on the running back I, because I understand about the offensive line. I mean, it does start there, but there, there's times where a power back, a little bit a back with a little bit more size to him, can push the pile. Um, go forward, you know, make it, it instead of it being, you know, it was second and five and you got one yard, now it's third and four. But if you had a little bit more strength to you, now it's third and two. That changes the play a little bit. I do, I do think strength in a power back can help, um, even when the line is, is what it is. I, 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 we saw it with Zeke, you know, I mean, Zeke, Zeke was able to, to just will himself to get yards. And I'm not trying to say find another Zeke, but, um, but but you do need to have a little bit more power there. That that's where I think the team can can use a little bit more there. Um, so all right, uh, and and as for corner, I mean, yeah, I mean Gilmore, he's the number one corner on this team right now. That's I mean that's what he's playing that role. That's not the role that they brought him in for. Um, that's if he still had that ability to be the defensive player of the year that he was with the Patriots. You're not getting him for a fifth round pick. The Colts the Colts need players too. 
You know, they, they wouldn't just do that. They, they traded him away. He was going to compliment. He was going to be on the other side of Diggs, and, and it was going to work out. And, and now it, the roles are different a little bit. So, yeah, what you're seeing out of Gilmore is not what the Cowboys had in mind there. All right. Uh, from Stanford, we go right up the road up there uh, into Merkle, Texas. Al, Merkle, Texas, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. It's uh, We finally got some rain here in this area, okay. and uh, I'm on the clock talking to you, so, I mean, it couldn't be much better. All right. Hope your uh, boss isn't listening. Oh, they're cool. They're, they're cool. cool. Uh, cool. Tell them to call have, then. Uh, Tell them to call the storyline. Now, I will do that. I, what do you got? What do you got, Al? I got three points for you. First of all, yeah, you might have been a 13-year-old getting C's and D's, but look at look where you're at now. You're doing what you're you're following hey, your dream hey. and you made it. As my mom said in 1985, she said, "Son, the Dallas Cowboys is not a job. You you can't just love the Dallas Cowboys. That is not a job. You have to get a real job." Right, right. And then, hi, mom. Uh, I think that <laughs> I think your mom needs to call you more, also. But uh, I think they're undefeated. Think, the Cowboys are undefeated when she does. So right. I think uh, the caller before me uh, said this, but I'd be afraid of bringing in a big uh, running back and not fixing the offensive line and basically turning in into a modern-day Earl Campbell. You know, I mean, it would work for a while, but I think you would need somebody young because, say, you brought someone in like Henry. He's on the, you know, not on his back. I mean, on the he's on his way down, and I think too much of a battering ram would uh, cause too many injuries. Uh, you don't you don't want Earl Campbell? I'm sorry, but it, I, I, I want young Earl Campbell. Okay, okay. Campbell. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not calling anybody Earl Campbell, but if Earl Campbell back that was that was oh, even, yeah. at the end of his oh, career, yeah. We, yeah. We could get out of University of Texas Earl Campbell. Oh yeah, I take that every day. That Earl Campbell that, did, that 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 played against the Rams. I don't know that one highlight oh, yeah. where he just yeah. That's oh, actually a penalty. Know you know, just was. spearing in. All right. He caved somebody's chest in. Yeah. All right, we got one more call to do, so hurry up. What do you got? Two more points? Uh, no, just one more. One more point. Uh, Cowboys win, and I think we're just uh, suffering growing pains because, like the caller from France said, that we've changed so much at one time. So I think growing pains will hopefully alleviate in about two or three uh, more weeks. All right. I mean, and that's sometimes, and that's what the bye week can help with the growing yeah, pains. Usually, exactly. a bye week should be able to kind of get through some of that, self scout, figure out what what you had wrong, and 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 you know use that time to your advantage. So, all right, good call, Al. Appreciate that. Uh, good to hear from you. Let's go to Eric in Pennsylvania. Probably gonna be our last call of the day. Eric, what's up, man? Hey, hey, Nick. How you doing? Uh, first time caller, man. Awesome. Love the show. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Glad to have you on here. Yeah, uh, my thing is, everybody's talking about this Derrick Henry trade. Um, uh, yes, I don't they understand are. why Dallas Cowboys <laughs> don't look into Leonard Fournette. He's available. Oh, I can uh, talk about him. We talk about Leonard yeah. Fournette. Yeah, uh, I would love to bring him in. I think he'd be a perfect fit for this team. I mean, he's a free agent. They'll have to you know, trade no capital for him. So I don't know why Dallas will be looking into bringing a guy like that in. Well, here's, here's my question about anybody that's not playing. What have you done the last two weeks? Because. Well, uh, well, look at this. Uh, last year around this time, uh, the 49ers traded for uh, McCaffrey. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles brought in Dominican Sue and another defensive end. They were sitting on the, on the bench. They weren't doing nothing. I'm sure Leonard Fournette is ready right now. We're halfway through the season. 
He has fresh legs. I think he'd be a perfect fit for this team to, to take us where we got to go. I'm I'm fine with that if he's been working out and doing getting ready for the phone to ring and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, not not a situation where you bring a guy in and now he needs to ramp up two to three weeks. All that. Nah. I mean that that I don't. McCaffrey, I thought was playing. Um, I thought when you traded for it. Now, just getting a guy off the couch is, is just not the easiest thing in the world. So um, if they're ready to play, I'd be fine with it. I might like that situation more than trading for another guy. I just think you need some power. You just need a little bit more power at running back. I, I'm with you there. I think that might be a better better solution and cheaper and not having to give up picks. All right, thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. All right. That, I think, is going to do it for us uh, for today. Um, no more calls on the line. Time to get out of here. we got Cowboys break coming up here. we got shows all day long. Cowboys and Rams, I'll make a pick. I think the Cowboys will win it 31-16. I think that they are going to have a really um, big day rushing the passer. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have um, some issues. I think Micah Parsons is going to go off. He might have one of his best days. I, I really feel like um, he's going he's gonna to have a big game against the Rams. Uh, 31-16 is my pick there. It's going to be tough to cover those receivers, but I think they can get the job done, uh, especially if they can get after the quarterback. All right, so for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you on Monday on Cowboys Storyline to talk about the Cowboys and the Rams. See you then. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!